0: i want you to open your bible to ecclesiastes ecclesiastes chapter four is where we're going today and if you say i don't know where that is open your bible to the middle of the book and you'll probably land somewhere in the psalms go psalms proverbs ecclesiastes it's just two books behind psalms most everyone can find psalms ecclesiastes chapter four as you're turning there I want to invite you to join me at the beach today at 4 o'clock. We are going to baptize some new believers. There's about 15 people, I think, that we are going to baptize. Pastor Dave, I am so excited. Pastor Dave, Pastor Moses, Pastor Jim and I are all going to be in the water. I don't know if they all knew that yet, but here's here's your notice. We're all going to get in the water and we're going to baptize these wonderful people that God has sent here who are saying, I have decided to follow Jesus. And the old man is dying and behold, the new man is going to live. If you've never been baptized, you could still do it today. You just need to talk to one of us after the service and we'll make sure you're properly prepared. But you need to be baptized. So we are wrapping our annual church picnic, all church picnic kind of a beach barbecue. We're gonna baptize some folks and barbecue tonight. Now we're not barbecuing the folks we're baptizing, but we're gonna have a barbecue (laughs) at the beach and we're gonna baptize, yeah. How many are planning on coming to the beach at four o'clock today? All right, this is kind of experimental. We're gonna see how it goes, but I would love for as many of you to join us as possible. It's just a great, great celebration. If you're coming, um, bring food, enough for your family and drinks for your family we are going to roast hot dogs which will be provided by the church we'll also have s'mores provided by the church but bring enough food for your family and if you could bring enough extra for maybe two more people then we will have more than enough food and uh, i think it's going to be a great great day amen yeah. also we're still signing up for life groups and pastor moses informed me this week we had to open yet another life group now remember we had to open three more life groups uh last week last two weeks and those are already filling up, filling up so we had to open yet another life group larry and kim Macbeth are going to be facilitating and they will be at michelle schnee's church uh church well home they're kind of like home churches aren't they and um i want you to utilize that and, and uh sign up today for that life group. Amen. Ecclesiastes 4. Look at verse number 9 with me today. It says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him. Again, if two lie down together they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Now, Father, we quiet ourselves before you. We are completely astounded at what you have already done in this room and in so many lives. It's amazing, you're awesome. But there's more, we desperately need to grow. And so we sit before you with our Bibles open, our tablets open, our hearts open. I ask God that what you have put in my heart would come out of my mouth and that you would speak what you intended to say today Change us by the power of your word. We pray it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
1: You saved the day again, Woody. You? You're my favorite deputy. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. Come on, let's sprinkle up the cow. When the road looks rough ahead in your mind could be nice warm bed. Just remember what your old pal said. Boy, you got a baby. in me. Yeah, you got a friend in me. Hey, Cowboys. Some other folks might be a little bit smarter than I am. Yeah. Big and strong, too. Come on, Woody. Maybe, but none of them will ever love you the way I do. It's me and you. <laughs> boy
0: I was 12, middle of my seventh grade year. When my dad decided we were moving from the north side or the west side, excuse me, the west side of Terre Haute. Thank you. That's my boys, yeah. We were moving from the west side of Terre Haute to the north side of Terre Haute, middle of my seventh grade year. Now I don't know if you can remember back to your seventh grade year or not, but for me, it was not good from the get-go. All kinds of things were changing on me and in me. And then my dad decides we're going to move. Now, I had friends in West Terre Haute. I was going to a new school, quite a bit bigger than the school I left, with zero friends. It was very very tough. I remember I was home just maybe the second week after we moved. And there's a knock on the door and a young man that was my age says to my mother, "I understand you have a son. Can I meet him?" I mean, you thought know, that's pretty bold for a what, 12-year-old. And so I came to the door and there was Scott Douglas. Scott Douglas, red hair and freckles and goofy as all get out, and we connected immediately. <laughs> I could just be myself with this, with this guy. And he became a very, very close friend for a number of years. Friendship is important. I believe that God will bring people into your life so that you can connect to them and become friends with them so you can be a better person. And I believe that friendship is a pathway to our growth in Christ. You're not supposed to do this thing on your own. I said last week, there's no solos in God's choir. We're all just part of the great, great choral orchestra, all part of the musical team of God. You need someone in your life, I promise you. I need friends in my life. They help me to grow. Here's some friends that maybe you will recognize. My particular favorite is Barney and andy how many like them some barney and andy boom in my opinion no greater show no greater television show has ever been written than the andy griffith show it's wholesome it's funnier than all get out and i love the friendship of barney and andy here's another great friend a couple of friends bert and ernie can't beat it sesame street helping us to learn about friendship and of course there's Buzz and Woody, how many Buzz fans are out there? How many Woody fans? Well, they're just friends, aren't they? And uh, I thought Elliot would be in here, but he's, he's actually helping in the children's church, so I thought I'd put this up, E.T. and Elliot, uh, phone home. Another favorite, Fred and Barney. I mean, like the Flintstones. Fred and Barney, bosom buddies, aren't they? And I put this one up for Pastor Dave. I thought he'd like this one. (laughs) Harry and Lloyd. (laughs) I understand that there's a part two being made with these two characters. Ay, ay, aye. Ladies, don't think I'm, I'm leaving you out. There's always Lucy and Ethel. Anybody love Lucy still? Great, great stuff, isn't it? We got our own version of, of Ethel and Lucy, my wife Karen and Jolene love a tear. Maybe because I'm a child of the eighties, there's always um, Doc and Marty, back to the future. There's Patrick and SpongeBob for the kids in the room. And for the ladies that have a little bit of something in them, there's Thelma and Louise. And well, just because maybe this is for Brent, maybe I don't know. Wayne and God, yeah! (laughs) Friends. Throughout time, friendship. They cause us to grow. Our text today emphasizes the importance of friendship. I've found some characteristics of the authentic. The real deal. True friends real friends I want you to jot down these characteristics what does a real friend look like what does a real friend do real friends first of all they work together look at our text Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their work for their labor now This doesn't necessarily mean you're going to work together in the same office or in the same plant or in the same occupation. Not necessarily. If that happens, and many friendships start there, that's bonus. I think more this is talking about the labor in life. Just working together throughout life. I remember my first week on Central Bible College ground. I remember the first day that I actually toured the campus. I decided to go to Central Bible College because I I felt God telling me to go. I'd never even been there until I drove up with all of my belongings, not that that was much, but I didn't even go ahead and, and check it out. I felt God say, go. I packed my things, I registered, and I went. I just arrived. And so I'm touring the campus. We were there a few days early. And I remember going into the registrar's office, the admittance office. And there was a young lady working behind the counter that was drop dead gorgeous. And I thought, boy, if if all the employees here look like her, this is going to be a good four years for me. And she was just as friendly as you could ever hope to find and helpful. Well, I found out later that she worked there over the summer, but she was a student at Central Bible College. I found out a little later than that that she was also a music major, which was what I was studying as well. Church music was my, my focus with a minor in, in Bible I found out her name was Karen Dupler, and I decided I was going to kind of admire her from a distance because she was well out of my league. How many husbands know what I'm talking about? You married way over your head, way out of your league, amen? Well, you all did, whether you lift your hand or not. (laughs) We're all very fortunate, aren't we guys? I mean, let's just face it and i i kind of had a crush on karen for a while but again she was she was rolling with a different crowd than i was rolling with i didn't understand that i was part of a crowd that they called the disciples we would pray in the mornings you know we we got together on friday night and instead of going out and carousing we'd have a prayer meeting and and you know that's kind of where i was at that time i if you quiz me on the 80s pop culture I'll flunk every time because when I went to Bible college, I seriously, I I didn't listen to popular music. I didn't watch TV. didn't go to the movies. And so I was consecrating myself to God, and that was my focus, and I kind of started rolling with some of the other guys that had the same vision and passion. Karen was part of the clock crowd. The clock crowd gathered together in the cafeteria under the clock, but this particular group of people were the top at Central Bible College. They were the best looking. They were athletes. They were the popular crowd. And Karen was in this crowd. And um, so I, th- I just thought, there's no way we're going to get together. So I, th- I thought, I'll, just, I'll have a crush on her from a distance instead of asking her out and have her crush me up close. <laughs> so... My brother-in-law kept pushing me, you ought to ask Karen out, I think she likes you. And I'd flirt with her and she flirted back, there's no doubt. But I still thought, Chris, I thought there's no way, she's out of my league. And so I asked her out, I had the courage to ask her out and she said yes. And I'm telling you everything turned around after that day. Tomorrow we celebrate 24 years of being married together. Happy Anniversary. I love you and I thank God for you. Karen, it was interesting to me though. You, we, we've talked about this and laughed about it. Her people were saying, you need to stay away from that guy. And my people were saying, Karen Dupler, are you kidding? They just didn't see us working together. They didn't think it was going to work. But see, God was in it. And when God is in it, He can make it work when other people don't even understand it, when other people don't even see it. God had led me to Central Bible College, I believe, not just to receive a a degree, a doctorate degree, boy, that'd be nice, a degree, but also to get my wife and to get my friend, the closest friend that I have in my life. And we work together. We work together together. My labor is better because of my friendship with Karen. My effectiveness in every area of my life is better because of Karen. My whole life is better because of Karen. When we're walking down the road together, I look better because she's with me. Come on, husbands. You know it's true. You look so much better with Cheryl at your side, Stacy. You really do. Ken, you look better with Linda there next to you. You know what? Friends work together. She helps me in everything that I do. And it's not all one-sided. Listen, friendship isn't supposed to be take and take. It's supposed to be give and take. And it's not all give and give. It can't be like that or it's out of balance. Friendship is giving and taking. Taking and giving. And there's some people that get, get on this side of all they want to do is give, give, give. And they have this false sense of, of humility. It's not Then you're robbing the other person of their blessing if you won't take from them, if you won't receive from them. And that is a good balance to friendship. You're working together, and you work well together. The labor has a greater reward. Church, I want you to hear this today. I believe God wants to lead you to people and lead people to you that you will work well with. It will just click. It will just work. One of the greatest avenues for this to happen at La Palma Christian Center is through our life groups. I believe God will send you to life groups that you will find friendship and you will just connect with. You will say, that just clicked. I work so well with them. They understand me. They get me. And that friendship will cause you to be a better person. And that friendship will help you to grow. How many would say, I want to grow in God. I don't want to stay where I am any longer. I desire to grow in God. Another great characteristic of a real friend, remember we're not talking about the fair weather kind, we're talking about the true deal, the real deal. A real friend will lift up another. Real friends lift one another up. Back to our text, if they fall, I would would almost say when they fall, (laughs) if they fall, one will lift up his friend, one will lift up his companion, but woe to him who is alone when he falls because he has no one to help him up. How sad is that? You know, there's a, 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 a commercial promoting this this device. They wear it around their neck. It's geared mostly toward the elderly. I think it's called life alert. I'm I'm not sure exactly, but is it life alert? Life alert. So what happens is when someone falls and no one is around, they can just press this button and they say what? I've I've fallen and I can't get up. There's the line. And uh, I've heard people have a lot of fun with that and, and kind of make, make light of it. And, and, uh, but the, re- the reality is people do fall and people can't get up. Real friends are there to lift one another up. There are three ways that I believe you can lift up your friend. Write these down. Number one, you can do it physically. Physically. To actually with your hands lift someone up if they fall when they fall I saw a friend of mine fall and it was horrifying to be honest with you it was a life-threatening fall but for the grace of God I believe this friend would have died but God's grace was there to help my friend when he fell. We were in Madagascar and we were going to an evangelistic site. What a thrill this trip to Madagascar was. It was it was unbelievable. We got to help a brand new church plant and they would just set up in the middle of this area. We had to bring in a PA system. We had to bring in everything that we needed in order to reach this little neighborhood. And so all of us are, are involved in carrying things to the site. Pastor Jim is with me on this trip. And him being our financial uh, administrator here, he is the money man. I don't care where we're going or what we're doing. He's just always going to be the money man because he's so good at it. And so he had the football. We called it the football, Stacy, The football was the money. So he had the football, but he also had about eight Bibles, I think. I don't know. His arms were so full of just stuff. Now, to get to this site, it was on a a slight incline. Not really steep, but it was somewhat steep, a slight incline. But the problem was it was loose gravel. How many have ever been to a third world country? And you know they don't have sidewalks like we have they don't have some of some of how they live is very, very different from the way that we live. You understand our missionary friend here today, Pastor Jim lost his footing on that loose gravel. It was almost like you know barney and and Fred you know the feet just Pastor Moses, I'm serious. Everything went into slow motion for me. And I'm sitting here watching this unfold and kind of reaching out, wanting to help him, but he's too far away from me. And so he starts to kind of go forward toward the movement of his fall, thinking he can outrun the fall and catch himself. But it didn't happen like that. The more he went, the more gravity took him. And he ended up falling, but he didn't just fall on the ground. That would have been... Almost a blessing, if you can believe that. Pastor Jim fell in a ditch that was about 8 to 10 feet deep. Now, the ditch that I'm speaking of was only for one purpose. It was the sewage area. Thankfully, it wasn't full. And just by the grace of God, Jim, he turned you in such a way that Pastor Jim fell... With his back and his shoulders stopped him before he could actually go under. Just one drop, listen to me, one drop of this sewage in his eye, his nose, his ear, his mouth, had he had a sore open on his hand, any of that could have meant death, certain death. In fact, the missionaries tell us this level of sewage is a death sentence without a miracle. But none of that happened. And so I am completely stunned, just staring at him. wanting Somebody needs to help him. I'm not thinking it would be me, but I would be glad to do it. But I'm just I'm frozen. It was so horrifying. My friend fell. Here's the missionary. Here's other pastors, other believers. We're all just just looking and so we get over and we're trying to reach down here's how far down this is reach down to he- grab his hand and he's reaching up now he's standing and we can't even touch hands that's how far down he is so what happens one of the locals that we didn't even know he didn't even know us he just jumped into the sewage and helped lift up my friend you see real friends fall from time to time, don't they? Physically, we fall. We've got to be there to help one another up. How sad. Woe to him. Look at the scripture again. Woe to him who falls and there's nobody around. What if, what if you'd have been alone? This leads me to the second way that we can help our friends. We help them physically. We lift them physically. We lift them emotionally. Woe to him who is alone. He has no one to help him up. This made me think of how many people take their lives every day because they feel alone. One of the number one culprits of suicide is loneliness. Gail and Paul Vanderwall lovingly lead our celebrate recovery ministry and they're reaching out to people with hurts hang ups what ha- what a- habits. and habits i don't think there's anybody in the room that doesn't fall in that category at one time or another but the emotional fall ha probably even more dangerous because not everybody sees that who will be a friend to their friends to lift them up when they fall and the emotional loneliness that they face. The third way that you can lift up your friend physically, emotionally, and spiritually, it may be uh, without saying, but I'm going to say it. I say it may go without saying because here we are in church. Uh, It's a duh statement, pastor. Then why don't we do it more? It is so obvious that we miss it. People have fallen spiritually and we are on the sidelines just watching them lay there in the mud. We've got to help our brothers up, our sisters up. We've got to help our friends up. Real friends lift up spiritually. Don't leave them in the ditch. Lift them up. That's what real friends do. The Wicks are coming. I've asked them to come. If you don't know this family, you have to get to know them. Byron and Rebecca Wicks, they are just a joy and they're such a blessing. I've asked them to come and share just briefly concerning our life groups and how, what what could you say about life groups concerning friendships and, and what God has done here?
2: Um, well, I feel like I'm on spot. Um, actually, life groups has helped a lot. Um, I'm in Miss Rose Kelly's life group and, um, <laughs> and Joe, Joe Jr.'s. And um, the people that are in our life group um, have touched our lives in, in a real way. Um, Ms. Rose, she'll pray for me anytime I need it. She'll straighten me out if I need it. Uh, <laughs> she'll help me uh, see things the way I should. And um, I've just been blessed by them. And um, I feel, I feel more connected here because of the friendships we have in life groups.
0: Byron, have you, um, have you found friends since getting connected here at the church, and then also since getting connected with? Our life group ministry here
3: well you know about a year and a half ago i found the lord and came to this church and prior to that i was pretty much a loner i had virtually no friends and it wasn't it was pretty much by choice all the kids i had grown up with had moved on in their careers and had families and things like that and since coming to this church i've been blessed with friends um, a, lot, a lot of a lot of people measure fringe by the number of people they have on facebook well and I have about 50 friends on Facebook, and I know a lot of you are going to say that, well, I have like 300, but I've been all about quality and not quantity. I'd rather have one good friend than a a thousand acquaintances. And of that 50-plus friends that I have, I'd say 45 of them are from this church.
0: Wow, wow.
3: The other five are are my family. Um, So I've been blessed.
0: That's powerful. That's powerful. And have... So, have these friends have they have they helped you?
3: In every way, um, one of my best friends is, is Stacy. Yay! <laughs> and we do things together all the time. And when we're together, we we talk about spiritual things. We've been talking about revelation and ascension and, and all these things. And he helps me, and he educates me, and, and he keeps me straight. And uh, it's been a blessing for us.
0: So, Rebecca. Speak to the person out here who is thinking about life groups and has not yet decided to plug in. What would you say to them? Would you encourage life groups?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think you need to find a life group. Um, you you learn in a small group, and you can't help but to get to know each other on a, a more personal level. And um, then those people are the ones that you look for in church. And when you don't see them, you check in with each other, and, and you find out what's going on. Like do you need help? Do you, is there something you need to help you get here? Um, and they're the people that you're going to tell your your secrets to, that you need prayer for, you need help for, you need to be lifted up for. Those are the people that, that you become most connected to. And I love my life group. I love Miss Rose. She's a beautiful woman. She's helped, us, she's helped me personally so much. And Joe,
0: <laughs>
2: just love that guy. Um, It's amazing, our experience.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for your testimony. (laughs) Real friends work together. Real friends provide. uh, Real friends, excuse me, lift one another up. Number three, real friends provide for one another. If two lie down, verse 11 says, they will keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? Now, let me say this as clearly as I possibly can. The only one that I want to lie with and snuggle with on a cold night is Karen. Come on now. Stacy, I love you, but we ain't spooning together, all right? Gross. A little wet vomit right there, wasn't it? You know what? I I think this is really speaking to something so far above just keeping someone warm in a cold night. Although we live in a cold and cruel world, don't we? And it would be good for true friends to keep us warm. And how about warming up your friends with the fire of the Holy Ghost? Oh, I could preach on that. I think this is talking about something far superior. It's about providing what is needed whenever and wherever if I truly was freezing to death I would hope that you wouldn't care that we were men you would still help me keep warm see we forget about all of these things that we have hang-ups with and we say that's my friend and I'm going to the mat I'm going to the next level they need me desperately and I'm going to be there. See, there's, there's a couple of people, especially today, that I, I understand now why God put this sermon in my heart. Everybody else can benefit from it, but I believe it was customized for two, two men, two guys, and I hope they hear this. They've already responded to the altar call, but I'm just telling you, this message is so for you. You're not to be an island. God wants to bring people into your life to help you help you with your struggle and provide what you need and go to another level in friendship true friends versus the fair weather friends how many have ever had a fair weather friend oh they say they're your friend but when the push comes to shove when the hard times come when the difficult days arrive they're nowhere to be found that's not authentic that's not true that's not the real deal Real friends are just going to provide what you need whenever and wherever. If you want to know, here's a good gauge. If you want to know who your true friends are, who the real friends are, just walk through the hardest trial of your life and see how many of your friends walk through it with you. And if you really want to test the friendship, see how many are still with you at the end of the journey. Because some might start, but they might bail. It might get ugly, it might get sticky, it might get difficult, it might be hard. It might require more on you at that particular time than from them. It might be all you giving for a little while. But see, it all comes back, doesn't it? Don't worry about, I've got to give more to this friendship right now. You never know what tomorrow might unfold for you and things could turn and you might need to be the one receiving from them. Help me today, somebody. I'm talking about providing for your friends now, whatever they need and whenever that is and wherever that is. A real friend is someone you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning and just simply say, I need you. They don't ask what's the problem and then decide if they're going to come. They simply ask, where are you as they're putting their clothes on? That's a real friend, folks. You just drop everything and you're there for them. You're there to provide what they need. You're there to make sure that they don't fall. Proverbs seventeen seventeen, A friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. It may be the, the trial that comes is the very reason God put you together in the first place so that you can depend on and rely on that friend. Number four, and I'm closing. A real friend will fight for you. Real friends fight for one another, not with one another. Make sure you get that right. Not that real friends can't, you know, fight it out a little bit. You know what I mean? I mean Stacy and I he's on the board I, I'm I'm the president of the board and he's he's the secretary of the board and if you know Stacy at all you know he's got an opinion and he thinks his is always right guess what so do I not that his is always right that mine is always right not not really and I don't mean that about him that's really not even true uh, But sometimes we will see things from different angles. And it's actually super healthy. And it does such good for our church. But at the end of the day, we're not fighting with each other. We're fighting for each other. And real friends, listen today. Real friends will fight for one another. Look at verse 12. Though one may be overpowered by another, two... Can withstand him and a threefold cord, hallelujah. Then you're really going to another level. A threefold cord is not easily, not quickly broken. I don't know if you know this or not, but I'm a lover, not a fighter. Do you pick up on that? I don't like to fight. I, I I couldn't fight when I was younger. I I I remember Dwayne and Larry Gibson. Uh, laying in wait on me to come by their particular part of the neighborhood, and because they didn't like me going by that sidewalk, they'd gang up on me. Now, one of them alone would have been enough for me, but two of them, that was too much, so I found another route. It was a little longer, but it was minus Larry and Dwayne Gibson. But see, I'm a lover, not a fighter. But if ever I have to fight, I'd like somebody like this right here. Minus the pink shirt, but I'd like somebody like this. I'll take the pink shirt, actually. Here's Stacy Trotter, strong, a little older in age. Not as old as you. Got gray hair on him. Stay right here. If ever I have to get in a fight, I'd like somebody like Stacy that has ability that I don't have has strengths that I don't have, maybe has maneuvers that I don't have. He's got some street smarts maybe that I don't have and vice versa. I have some stuff that he doesn't have, right? Yep. And I think we could accomplish more. If, if one comes I upon do. me, you're gonna come up and say, Absolutely. I don't think so. Absolutely. That's my friend. That's my pastor. That's my whatever. Right. But what if he's real big, Stacy? I'll die trying. Well, maybe we ought to go and get somebody else. Oh, yeah. Come here, Chris. Come here, buddy. Ah, ah. Now I got Chris. I got Stacy. He's got some Latin blood flowing in, it, flowing in him. Ah. This is a new friend of mine, actually. The Sandovals, another great family that God has led to us. Get to know them. And then we just keep on. Go get you a friend. Go get you a friend real quick. Go go find somebody. I'm going to get one more. Come here, Roel. Oh, now we got, we got some Filipino blood. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Robert. Randy. Look at this. If I have to get in a fight, I don't want to fight alone, Chris. Okay. Randy, I don't want to fight alone. I never will. Alright? Will. will you be there for me? Always. Will you fight for me? Always. Alright. Can we fight together, not not at each other? Absolutely. See, I need you. And you need me. That's right. And we could just keep on like this, Pastor Dave. We just keep on getting somebody. Pastor Jim. I need you. You're my friend. We're about to you better put that down. We're about to go to England again. This is my traveling buddy right here. We need one another. Stay, stay right there, guys. See, we, we, we do have a fight. There is a fight. Our fight, however, is not a fist fight. Your fight isn't a physical fight. We try to fight in the physical, but we'll fail every time. We do not wrestle, Ephesians six twelve. bring that up. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You better know today that there's a fight. It's on, and we're going to fight after school. The fight is on, and you can fight by yourself, or you can get yourself a friend or two that is the real deal, and fight together. Our fight is threefold. We fight a real enemy, the devil. We fight against the draw and the allure and the temptation of the world. What's the third enemy, somebody? Your own stinking heart. Your flesh. And mine is loud and obnoxious. And I have to tell myself that it's no longer that I that lives, but Christ that lives in me and I have to die to my flesh every day, just like you. Fight against the devil. Fight against the world. Fight against your flesh. Don't you think we'd be more effective if we're fighting together, working together, fighting the enemy? Thank you, men. I appreciate you. I love you. Real friends will fight the spiritual battle for their friends and with their friends. Let me recap this for you. Real friends work together. Real friends lift one another up. Real friends provide what's needed for the other, no matter when, no matter where. And real friends fight for one another. Maybe you're here today and you say, wow, I wish I had a friend like that. I got good news for you. You can have that friend. You can have that kind of friendship. Proverbs 18, 24 says, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. First of all, if you want a friend, be a friend. Come on, somebody. You want a friend, you've got to be friendly. But look at this. But there is one, a friend who sticks closer than a brother. How many know who we're talking about this morning? That friend is Jesus. That friend is Jesus. Let him be your friend today. Let him be your friend because he knows you better than anyone else. Someone said, a friend is defined as someone who knows all about us and likes us anyway. (laughs) Don't you like the friend that you can just be yourself? You can be relaxed. You can just let your warts be seen, you know, all the flaws. You don't have to put up a front. That's a real friend. That's Jesus. He knows all about you. He knows you better than anybody else in this room, anybody else in the world and he still loves you. Why let Jesus be your friend? Because he's done more for you than anybody else. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this. Then he laid down his life for a friend. That's you. Who else has done this? What other friend that you have in your life? Your closest earthly friend? They haven't done this. Jesus has let him be your friend today another reason he'll always be there when you need him you call upon the name of the Lord and he'll be there I want you to stand this morning and I want us to do something if we could move out these altars men just move them to the side And I'm going to invite all the men to come to the front area on this side. And I'm going to invite all the ladies to come to the altar area on this side. Come now. Come now. I am a friend of God. All the ladies over here and the men, if you could gather over here, love it just press up you'll have to press up so people can get in there's a lot of folks here today isn't that wonderful god is growing the church do you see somebody unfamiliar do you see somebody that you don't know maybe you've seen a time or two but you don't really know them that's an awesome sign that tells us that god is building his church and god is adding new people wow Everybody, everybody put their de- deodorant on today, so go ahead and just squeeze, squeeze in. We got a lot more ladies. Can you make more room? I just want everybody up close. Now here's what I want you to do. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable and some people are a little bit uncomfortable with this but I want you to take a moment and look around. There's people in this room, men with men and women with women. I want you to find just a couple, maybe two or three together and just begin to pray. Just begin to pray for those men and those women. I want you to take a moment and just Group up in about three, three or four, something like that. Pull them in. If you don't know them, introduce yourself, ask their names. Just start praying for those men. Ladies, would you just take a moment and let the Lord use you right now to pray. Two are better than one. may be someone in your group that's lonely right now. Lift them up spiritually, emotionally. Begin to lift them up. Pray God's blessing, God's love. Pray goodness over those you're joining with, ladies with ladies, men with men. Pray for strength Pray for friendship, that they would be the friend to others, and that God would send them friends. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I am a friend of God. He calls me friends. Give me my frontline singers. Come on. Say I'm I am a friend, a friend of God. God. I am a friend of God. Pastor Moses is going to dismiss us in prayer, but I want you to go to KFC and get a bucket of chicken and join me at the beach or go to Subway or whatever you want or just come and we will have hot dogs for you. I just want you there and we are going to celebrate new life. Amen. Let's pray, you rowdy people.
1: Father, we thank you for this awesome day. We thank you for your presence in this place. Father, we thank you, God, that you call us, friend, what an honor, what a privilege. Lord, God, that encourages us, God, that fills us with hope. Father, we put our trust in you. I pray that we would walk knowing that we have a great big God by our side all the time. Father, we give you honor, we give you praise. Lord, I pray that as we go throughout this week and we do our daily activities, God, that you would uh, allow us to honor you with what we say, with what we do. Father, I pray, God, that you would give us your eyes and ears. And We thank you, God, and we ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.